What's good, everyone? Welcome back to my first kicks. This is episode 124, and this week we welcome Ricky Shubio to the podcast. He's a creative director and a photographer. He started his own creative agency called The Big Kids, and it's a huge, huge honor of having him on. And we learn a lot about him, about just working in in the environments that we work in. And it's very, I would say it's a very inspirational episode. So I'm very excited to get you guys into this week's episode. First off, got to say my bad. I did not have an intro on Seth's episode last week, but I hope it was pretty insightful, especially from learning about early pairs and his thoughts on early pairs and just sneaker content because he's he's I want to say he's like a student of the game and so shout out to Seth and and I appreciate him for jumping on and you know it's just I guess I'm doing like a creator series because Ricky's another creative he does like amazing shots great photographer uh, and we talk about just me reaching out and my just the, the weird like I don't even know I can't even I like I try to put together how I how we met or how we added each other and I've just I don't know it was just like it felt like one thing led to another thing and another thing led to another thing. But I feel now I'm getting like all these follows and and people hitting me up to jump on a podcast. So it's hard to keep track of when and where I have met them. But as always, I have kept the same approach when it comes to guests on the podcast. And that is if I find you interesting or I just like I, I, I followed you and I and I really want to check like I really want to just have an in-depth conversation or sometimes people reach out and they pitch themselves to me. I will definitely be down to talk because this is what it's about. It's about creating community. Like I've said for 124 episodes, it's all about creating community like this gets me to bring new people to you and also new people to me. Because I get to reach out to them and create a network and and a community and we get to bounce ideas off each other and talk to each other. So it's been I want to say this year has definitely started off with learning and meeting a lot of different people, especially because now we're outside, like actually meeting Dante Ross in person when he dropped his book. Go get his book. It's uh, a son. Damn it. I should probably look that up. Let me look it up real quick because I don't want to say the wrong title. Son of the city. I don't I was I had it. I had it right there. Son of the city. But I went to go to his former guest, Dante Ross. I went to go to his book signing down in Union Square, got to meet him. And it was just like. Like when you when it comes from just doing podcasts on Zoom and then actually meeting the person in person, it's such a great experience. It just feels like reliving the conversations and and I feel hopefully, especially like in this conversation, you're able to feel like you're in the room with us. Well, you're on the Zoom with us. And if you're watching it later on, thank you for revisiting it because I know it takes me a couple of days to put them out, but 
let's just jump into where you can find Ricky. You can find him on all social medias as Space Camp Fresh. Uh, hit him up. Tell him we sent you. Tell him I sent you. Definitely check out his creative agency, which is Big Kids. That's Big K-Y-D-S. He's got a crazy portfolio on there. I mean, he's super talented. And, of course, you know where to find your boy. I am who is hot on all social medias. Follow the podcast on My First Kicks Pod. Follow the podcast on YouTube and TikTok at My First Kicks. If you have a My First Kick story, and if this is your first time listening, you can write in and I can read your story to the guests that I have on each week. And all you have to do is just send me an email to myfirstkickspod at gmail.com. Of course, thank you for listening. Double apologies for missing the intro last week. But let me know if you actually liked an episode without the intro, because I can rework this. If you feel it's a lot more satisfying, if we just jump straight into the conversation. But now I bring you my conversation with Ricky Shubio. Hey, Ricky, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you having me, bro. Yo, man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yo, I, I feel like we were following each other for like a long time or something like that. I know I know I know the first time I saw you, your page, one of your pages was on LinkedIn. And I was like, oh, man, this 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 guy's <laughs> resume is crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, the funny part is like I, I was actually feeling the other day like, man, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm lacking on the LinkedIn. Like I haven't updated some of the stuff up on, on it in a little while. Still mm. some solid stuff on it, bro. No, yeah. I mean, I think I want to say like it was Jimo Wong's episode. I don't know. My memory's terrible, but it was like I posted mm-hmm. it on LinkedIn and I think you like you like followed me off of that one or something like that. But it was just like a weird connection. And then uh, you posted on Instagram and I was like, all right, I got to I got to have you on an episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, definitely keep my Instagram a lot more updated. And I'm normally like, you know, posting a couple times a week with different stuff depending on how busy we are on projects but yeah man like it's been a been a blessing to be able to do a lot of the things that i've been able to do and be a part of for sure no yeah uh and for people who are uh, for the listeners who aren't familiar with you how about you introduce yourself and let them know where they can find you too definitely uh ricky shubio space camp fresh on ig the big kids a founder of the big kids agency mm-hmm. uh for the few people or people not few people uh that may recognize me not saying like you know because nah, nah, you like, big yo, time you big time <laughs> but i still treat it like yo nobody's i can walk around in places and all that stuff but yeah. um former host of a show on Foot Locker called live for the drop i was the mm-hmm. second host of that um you know you guys have probably seen a lot of my work for different campaigns different stores different brands and stuff throughout different places so like that's who i am Listen, I, I know I know people have seen you on the big LED screen on Full Locker. <laughs> I mean, not Full Locker in Forty uh, Second Street on uh, the Full Locker Fuller Forty Second Street there. So, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. So, like, to be able to to be able to have projects displayed there nationwide in different forms and different spaces has just been a real blessing, and it's really been something that over the last. I got to say year and a half, it's like kind of really sank in as far as like, yo, what we're doing and what we've been able to do and be a part of. 
No, yeah, I mean, we were. I was trying to. I was trying to jump on your team just to try to get into that Smino concert because I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get. I didn't get a goddamn ticket, and I was um, so upset, man. So that Smino JID concert. I was like, I was like, please, Ricky, help me, help me. And you were like, oh, we'll see. And then <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> That's yo, yeah. That one was so last minute because it was still up in the air with how we had. There was a few changes on the back end because mm-hmm. uh, you know we we came through on the Dreamville side. Shout out mm-hmm. to Dreamville. We got good connections with Dreamville. And uh, there were a few changes uh, changes on the back end with venue that kind of tightened things up. So I hate the overpromise. That's my biggest thing. I don't want to be like, yo, I got you. <laughs> and then like, it's like, yo, what happened? I thought you had me. And I was like, I thought I had you too. And it's like, yo, Ricky nah. don't be coming through. Nah, nah, nah. It's fine. I was like, I was like, I was like, you don't even know me. Why am I asking? Like, I was, I was literally like at the last legs of like, who can I ask to get in this damn concert? <laughs> nah, honestly, I'm that type though. Uh, to be honest, like, you know, if if somebody showed themselves to have good character or to be a certain type of way, I'll look out for sure. I really don't have a problem with that. Like, if I can connect the dot and somebody's not being an opportunist and just trying to get it come up then I definitely look out like that's how I like to be. And that's, that's what I want from the world. So, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I, the, I mean, the art of just helping each other out. It's so, it's so lost now. Like, I mean, everybody's cool with like networking and, and then like, but it's like, are you playing the room or are you trying to actually get to know somebody and create like an actual connection and connect other people to that and create a, a network, you know, that's a big thing, you know, and, Biggest thing I say is I always look to be a resource and I want myself and my team to be able to be a resource. And we want to create community and see more people like us that look like us, that come Mm -hmm. from where we're from in the rooms that are like, you know, in spaces that are playing to what we love. You know, that's a huge thing. Yeah. The the dream to be able to, like, do your passion and get paid for it and then Mm -hmm. also get you know, your flowers as you're doing it. Not like, cause like, the, I mean, no, you know, drunk uh, drink champs is big on like, you know, giving your flowers to the people that are still here, but right. you don't want to get your flowers at the end. Like you just looking down at everybody like, Oh, now y'all like me, you know? So yeah, that, that's that, a huge thing. That, that circulation thing. for sure. For sure. Hard pivot, but, <laughs> and people love hard right. pivots, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, uh, I have to ask you the question that I ask everybody each week that jumps on this podcast. And that is, what's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? So um, first kicks, probably like, you know, up tempo was a pillars. I was a Pacers fan when I was young. So mm-hmm. the pillars, that blue, yellow colorway was crazy for me. But the first kick that really, really, really is the one that stood out for me. The first ones I bought with my own money and all this stuff and said, yo, those were the ones I had to have. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan 17, uh, back in 2002, black, black Jordan 17, when they mm-hmm. dropped, uh, they came in a suitcase. They came with the, the digital disc with the CD that broke down the shoe and a bunch of information. The marketing and ad campaign had most stuff with Umi says on it. And it was mm-hmm. just, it was different. Like it's, it's a pair of Jordans in a suitcase, like a, a literal suitcase. <laughs> like, and at that point we talking about those came out in like, Oh, two. And I spent. Two hundred dollars on those and oh right, two, yeah. like, so like that price point for those was different. I mean, it's different now, but then, you know, that's that's twenty years ago. Like that, that was the one that changed it and set it all. Like, so for me, from there on, like I'm big on presentation. Mm-hmm. I'm big on the craftsmanship of the shoe. I'm big on the technology of the shoe. Everything about it. Yeah, uh, let me give the listeners. I mean, this was also I want to say Sean Collard's first shoe, the 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 OG. Uh, but released in 
2002, the Air Jordan 17 is a sleek colorway with subtle details and supportive qualities inspired by jazz music and premium materials. The sneaker mm-hmm. boasts a full grain black leather upper with a matching adaptive midfoot strap atop the toggle lacing system. The sneaker also features a foam back Lycra collar for added comfort, a TPU heel stabilizer, a blow molded max air unit, in the heel for responsive cushioning and a full length composite shank plate for support. Everybody loves that shank plate. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. The, uh, I mean, so the episode before this, uh, me and Dre, the shoe guy, we talk about, we think like they're obviously retroing the lows of this next year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on those. Yeah. <laughs> but we were, those. we were talking about, like, what are the odds that they do bring back the suitcase and when they do the highs again, you know? I mean, so my thing is, like, even the lows, so the 17 lows, the lightning lows, which are one of the craziest lows. I had two pairs in my collection mm-hmm. recently, and I had them both crumble on me uh, last year. Um, Damn. Those things crumble? I, they do. Yeah, surprisingly, oh, those crumble. Um, And on foot, too, so they looked good. They held perfect. Um, I found them for a solid price, and then I finally went to wear them. I was going out to brunch, middle of the summer. I step out the car, joints just go on me. They get sticky first, and Oof. then they crumble. Um, but uh, amazing shoe, and those came back with like dust bags and interchangeable pods. I think was uh, they had for those they had a unique pod that you could change for different performance in the insole or the midsole. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that was that was a real real dope shoe. Um, for the for the low and the high. So I don't know if the, they'll put the investment into putting uh the highs back in the suitcase because then like you know it's gonna bring what I would think would be a two fifty two sixty price point retail now minimum yeah. maybe two seventy. I, mean, I was thinking I was thinking four hundred. I was like maybe this might be four hundred if you bring in the suitcase. Right, you doing the oh, you doing the straight callback, like you doing retro, yeah. retro. Yep. You like, oh, we bringing back the suitcase. I'm saying four hundred, three fifty, four hundred. Maybe, but I know they may scare a few people off with that, like you know. So, I think maybe it's the three hundred range, like maybe mm-hmm. three hundred max. Um, just knowing what it was, but even so, you're in fact, you know, you're getting fours at two twenty right now. So you may be right. Maybe 325, 350 for sure. Yeah, and it's fours, like those lightning fours that just dropped. They even only, they had the Jordan logo on the back. So when they drop with the Nike logo on the back, if that does happen, they're going to be crazy. They're going to be like. Which will be funny. <laughs> that was that run when um, around the time they only had the Jumpman logo on it. So if they put them out there with the air on it and mm-hmm. put the original on it, that'll definitely be interesting to see, man, for sure. No, yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm very curious. Like, did you grow up? Where Where'd you grow up? Because I mean, you said you're a Pacers fan. So, did you grow up no, in Indiana? No, <laughs> hell no. Um, so I'm from Jersey, but all my family's from New York. Yeah. Um, and growing up around Knicks fans, I mean, it's kind of like how the Knicks were talking in the playoffs this year. So, you know, growing up around all Knicks right, it's fans, been a, been a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what you want me to say, man? Like, growing up around Knicks fans in the '90s uh, was tough. I mean. Yeah. Every year, it's all year. We got this, we got that. And Starks is going to do this and this. And I remember being around around my family for a get together. I forgot what the um, the case was mm-hmm. when uh, Reggie scored. You know, eight points in what thirteen seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So 
he was the only person that hated the Knicks more than I did. From there on, I was a Pacers fan. Man, I'm glad they suck now. Just, just for hey, the record. Listen, for the record, yeah. We went a long time with being like a buzzsaw for a lot of teams in the East and all that stuff. And right now, we've seen a lot of better days. It's very, very rough now. We're a very young team with potential, but I don't, I don't know if they're going to put it all together. Man, that Roy Hibbert block still plagues me. Like, hey, Melo was the man in New York before that, man. Like, y'all, y'all would, and not saying not knocking Melo. Melo's been a legend, but mm-hmm. like, y'all were, you know, trending up and then ran into the paces and Roy Hibbert just <laughs> shut it down, man. Man, I, st- I remember that. And I was like, man, like going back to school and the high school, because like my entire high school, as everybody was Nick fans, like nobody was like, and it was just like, we had all the AM New Yorks. I don't know if you remember yeah. AM New Yorks. Oh, man. Yeah. It was just littered throughout the whole, the whole school just being like, man, this is trash. I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> Different times, man. Different times. Different times. <laughs> From there, like, did you go to college and like, oh, well, actually, in high school, did like, because we talk about high school, like, did you, did your sense of style or like, did your love for sneakers just expanded in high school? Or? Oh, of course. Of mm. course. Because, um, those, those, uh, 17s for me were like eighth grade. So mm. that was going into my eighth grade year buying those. And in high school, like, that's really where, like, you know, I really started to hone and go crazy and spend more money on kicks and all this stuff. So, like, um, that was a heavy LeBron's era and stuff like that. I got a crazy story about that. Uh, um, Dunks, uh, Forces, of course, uh, Air Maxes, mm-hmm. you know, crazy about 97s back then. Uh, 95s were a staple. That was before I got into my ones. Uh, pushing sevens and fives, heavy fours, threes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's it was a good time. Damn, how did you afford all these all these kicks? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, uh, like just stacking and getting money on the side with things. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and won't get into everything, but like you know, just just however I could go about getting some bread. Like that's what I was doing, and I would hold on to my money. That's what I was doing for it, man. So like you know, and you know, when my parents can help out from here and there, they definitely do. So, uh, I mean, taking that into like now, like, is that your like your hustle mentality? That's where it comes from. Like, was it honed in high school? Oh, yeah. I mean, my 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 mom was a hustler. Like she was big to make moves and make things happen and, mm-hmm. and bring things to life and flip bread and stretch bread and all that stuff. So, like, you know, that's a, that's where a lot of that came from for me and developed for me to be able to do so much of that to just look at to build a different type of hustle. And I think she got that from her father and her mother. Um, mm-hmm. And they just, just passed it down to me. Damn. I got my like, creative stuff from my pops. I got my hustle from my mom. Geez, that's like the perfect, <laughs> like you got the perfect melding right there. Cause a yeah. lot of people, I feel like, like a lot of people who are creative, like the hustle part is like, you have to like learn it. It's like you yeah. get shot down a, t- a trillion times and then you're like, all right, I'm going a, I'm to a figure this out now. Yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, having having the hustle first before. I mean, I don't know when you start getting into your creative side. I mean, so my father's a musician mm-hmm. um, and, you know, he's a he was a jazz he is a jazz drummer. Um you know, so as a kid, that's what I watched him do. And I tried to get into music and do like him and then some other stuff and production, some other type of stuff. Um, so that creative aspect was there first. And then from there, it like dabbled into other things. But for me, what actually happened was 2014, 
I got into journalism uh, mm-hmm. off the strength of sneakers. So um, I was writing for a friend's magazine who had a medium sized publication, um, small to medium sized publication. And they wanted me to do like, you know, a lifestyle and sneaker column and a couple of talk about a couple of things for uh, what was then first couture because mm-hmm. sneakers started to move into couture fashion and runway in 14. And a little bit before that, you started to see like, you know, high end and premium sneakers become a thing. And certain pulls from culture on on the sneaker side get pulled into high end couture fashion. Yeah. So you know, I started to do that. We morphed into lifestyle, and then uh, due to some reasons at the magazine, with us wanting to have all original content, whether it was writing pieces or journalism pieces or visuals, because we're not as big as a complex, a hype beast, a high snob, but it's that and a third. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we wanted to make sure if you saw one of our articles floating around, you saw different assets that would make you like, oh, let me check this out. So that's how I got into photography. From there on, uh, in 2018, I lost my own agency after mm. I left the magazine. Damn. And um, yeah, man, it's it's kind of been what, what you that's guys amazing. Yeah, know me for now. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it really has been. And I really got to look back at it and just be like, wow, man. Yeah, that that is wild. Cause like, I mean, I work at a I work at an ad agency now. My real job, not this. Hopefully, this turns into a real job. But the the my real job is I work at an ad agency, and like, yeah, seeing seeing what you've worked on versus what I worked on, like, man, let me. <laughs> the jealousy is there, <laughs> <laughs> but now, nah, man, where you you know it's funny because where you cut your teeth at, and you understand certain nuances of the business is always important. So mm-hmm. I know you cherish what you're doing right now, and when you can get into the space where you can do what you want to do and have more say in what you're you're doing and what you're on, man, it's going to be a beautiful thing because you got to see what was right, what you would do different, what was wrong, what was this, what was that. You got to learn the scope of the business from, from a different standpoint. And that, I mean, just for us to be able to get in the door sometimes, you know, you know how that is. Oh yeah, for sure. I think the, I mean, I'm, I mean, as you can tell, I'm a, I'm a amazing talker. Like mm-hmm. the, if you get me in the interview, we, we chopping it up and you probably gonna right. give, I'm going to leave with an offer after that. But, <laughs> but, there you go. But, but it's the, it's the, I mean, as, as like, I don't know if you remember back in the day, but like where they would be like, you gotta like, you know, your names, I don't know if it was like the trend of like your parents would name you an American name so that you had to, like, it would be easier for you to get jobs on your resume and stuff like that. Oh man. So like, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like my my parents are just like, nah, this is, he's gonna he's gonna be what he is. Like <laughs> he's gonna figure it out. But you know, like um that I'm glad we've kind of moved past that amongst other things. Like, you know, that I'm bit I've been big on that myself to where like, you know, I show up to meetings, I won't have a knee along t-shirt on per se, but I'm not necessarily coming to a lot of meetings in business casual or or, or even fully business anymore, because it's basically you're going to accept me and us, you know, how we are. Like I've been blessed to be able to walk on a lot of red carpets mm-hmm. in the last year to premieres and all these events. And some of this stuff has been black tie. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to give you all streetwear chic, you know, and I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to pull up in a t-shirt. I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm not going to disrespect. I'm going to look great on this carpet. And it's not just to be defiant, but it's more so like, you know, we've had to, uh, shrink ourselves for so long in so many spaces that I'm just like, for me, 
as somebody that certain people look to and, you know, I have something I appreciate. I just don't want them to show, I don't want to show them or make them feel like they have to conform just to be accepted in these rooms. Yeah. That's a big thing. Cause the idea of like the added, the added pressure of conforming on top of trying to do your job instead of you yep. being like, I, I can be myself and not have to worry about my like worry about my back. Somebody's after me because they're they're thinking I dress a certain way and such right. and such. Right. And then you just do your job well and you know that the, your work is showing your worth and that you are in a viable employee, such and such. But I think the idea of just trying to like hide yourself is in any facet, in any facet of your life, I think is too detrimental for you to, because then you, it stunts your growth. You're, you're so, you're so worried about following this, this plateau that people have created that in the corporates, in the corporate structure, instead of just being like, yo, we can just be ourselves and be creative or be, you know, as good as what we do and or what we went to school for and not have to worry about that stuff. So yeah, I totally get that. That's a fact, man. That's a fact. I went recently I went to the office because I mean mostly my jobs work from home, but like mm-hmm. I went into the office to and my my boss was like the big boss came in and I was wearing a I was the only one in the office with a Supreme shirt. The I had the Supreme shirt, the big undercover joint with the SUP. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. and I felt I was just like, man, I was like, I was like, am I like out of place right now? And everybody was just like, man, how's it going? I was just like, okay. <laughs> it, it's, it, it, that's the thing. We get so much in our head trying to be like, you know, and it's not, it's not, it's not our fault. It's mm-hmm. because like, you know, certain things have been done or we've been handled a certain way over time and through time. Like, you know, so it, you know, he walks around his house in t-shirts. He's walking around on Saturday. He, she, they, whomever is walking around and, and, and whatever. Like it's not. Don't act like you ain't never seen a t-shirt. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if if the assets, if the project, if I made the deadline, if this, if bottom line is good, if we're in the black, if we're in the green, you know, or and lucky enough to be in the black, mm-hmm. you know, listen, if we're, if we're profitable and everything's good, and I'm like, yo, I'm not forward facing right now. Don't even do that to me. No, like, yeah, don't do that to me. <laughs> like, you know. Facts, facts. The I'm definitely curious about like how did you how did you get your start in in sneaker journalism? Like what what made you what was like that first like you were like, all right, let me just start blogging? Or was it just like so a little bit, um, you know, so I was running this part of the story I've actually never really told. When we were doing a music thing as a collective group, um, you know, one of the sides I was on, you know, beyond production and stuff like that was um Before we jump back into the episode, I want to talk to you about Drops and Collect by Soul Savvy. With Drops and Collect, you are able to stay ahead of the game. Using Drops, you can enter raffles and set alerts for any and all restocks. It will help you never miss another release ever again. And after you cop some fresh kicks, use Collect to manage your collection. I'm also still in the process of adding my kicks to Collect. And it I'm telling you, it takes some time. But what's really cool about Collect is that you can also make trades with no fees if you're a current member. But don't worry, if you aren't a member, you just have to pay a flat rate of $8. Now, how do you get to these apps? All you have to do is use the link in the description of this podcast or in the link tree for this podcast. Download these apps and grow your collection by helping the podcast. That's right, just use the links in the description 
and start expanding your collection today. We actually had an outlet. We had a, had a little blog and stuff like that where we would talk about, and it was the smartest thing ever. You know, we would uh, talk about other people's music, mm-hmm. talk about like, you know, different models, different fashion things, different things in tech. Uh, we talk about different sneaker releases and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then we'd slip in stuff about our own music too. So like, it was like all this stuff you'd naturally see, naturally see, naturally see, naturally see, plug in this random group, mm-hmm. like right here. So that's why, why we built it and did it. But that's what it started as. Then like my, my, my friend that I was speaking to was kind of just like, yo, we're expanding the magazine. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know anybody that does some of this stuff, and I was like, yo, yo, I used to write a little bit. It was like, for real? And then like, yo, let me see something. Sent over some pieces. He was like, yo, we want to get into sneakers. We want to get into more lifestyle stuff. Instead of just talking about high-end fashion, we want to get into sports and entertainment and film and this and TV shows and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we w- want to talk about, you know, other fashions other than high-end fashion. So, like, you know, it gave me the space to be able to talk about that. So it was just like everything aligning in a weird conversation because you wouldn't have expected it to happen either. No, yeah. That, that, that You took a chance on yourself. I mean, yeah. you guys, all you guys took a chance of yourself. I mean, the collective yeah. took a chance of themselves. And and it was like the, I don't know if it, it was that the height of blo- the blog era rap height? Um, nah, that was actually probably on the backside of it, to mm-hmm. be honest. So like when we were putting and plugging in our own stuff, it was around the time it was generating. But like I said, this was probably 14. So like blog era slowed down for yeah. sure, probably around like what, 11 or 12 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 11 yeah, or 12, so, yeah. Yeah, 11 or 12. So this was 14. And on that side, they were already established as a magazine. So they mm-hmm. were actually a magazine and and uh, did quarterly prints. They dropped down and doing quarterly pe- uh, prints. Um, and then by the time I got there, they did biannually that first year in 14. And then 15 on, it was all digital. So they were already a magazine. Yeah. Uh, and I just happened to be a guy that was blogging at a time that slipped into that. So like, you know, just got well, lucky. What was the, what was the trajectory after that? You were after, after the magazine. Oh man. So, I mean, once I got into the magazine, I went from being a contributor to a writer, to an editor, to executive editor. So like I worked my way up the ladder on that side and was handling uh, everything on the written and editorial side while other people on the team um, handled uh video side so this is before we had so much forward-facing content and Mm -hmm. correspondence with different people and people having shows and stuff like that they were doing um you know like full-length interviews almost like docu-series like interviews okay 45 minutes to an hour and a half with certain people uh and doing special release interviews like on some 2020 stuff i I can curse for you right yeah 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 oh yeah no they know some like 2020 shit yeah um and that's what they did. I just had to, you know, just make it sure. No, no, no. It's always funny when somebody asks because I'm always like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> What's the last time yeah. you heard a podcast that you can't curse? Hey, <laughs> it's like, yo, nah, that's, that's not my bag. That's not my audience. And I'm like, you know what? I get it. I want to be respected. You know, this podcast is only for Christians. Like we, 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 we stick, we stick. This is just on the the Jewish network. Like, you know, like, that's a, <laughs> just like, that's, a, that's a fact. I'm not trying to pull up uh, like that one scene. in what movie was that? Uh, the ladies man Leon Phelps you know they mm-hmm. gave him the Christian rock station yeah and they start start tripping out like, I, ain't trying to, <laughs> I ain't trying to lose it um you know so definitely uh so I was focused on everything that was related to editorial they were taking care of everything that was on the video side mm-hmm. and um so from there it was kind of just building a lot of relationships with a lot of the brands attending a lot of the activations and events um you know one of the the 
the moment I kind of felt like I was doing something. So I'm not going to say like the moment I knew I made it, but the moment mm-hmm. I felt like I was doing something um, was when Nike announced the NBA partnership. So mm-hmm. when they, they first announced the NBA partnership, they flew out people from, they flew out a global set of people of like 75 people. They flew out like 50 people from New York and they, they had like 75 to hundred people come from LA. I was a part of that 50. Oh, snap. That, okay. That came from New York that they yeah. brought out to LA and Travis Scott performed for us or this like weird room of media, with, like 250 people in it. Travis Scott performed like, like this, this right after the first album before he had to collab and all that stuff mm-hmm. with them. Then we all got a chance to like interview uh, a star athlete from every NBA team Jeez. Uh, as they unveiled like, you know, the official partnership. So like this ain't a collab, we're talking partnership. Of course, like this was probably hundreds of thousands to maybe a mill or so invested in this, this, this weekend of a trip that we did. I actually got a, I part I leave out of that story too. I actually got a chance. To, uh, that's when I first met Don C and interviewed Don C. Oh, snap. Uh, that weekend. So like, yeah, that was, that was a, that was a big weekend. That was a moment. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm very curious. What were you wearing at that? Like, I, there's like, there's, you got to become a super correct to that. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So the funny part is, I brought out white navy LeBron tools, mm-hmm. and this is whatever year that is. That may be 16. So like, this is when nowhere near a retro was on the radar. Right. Um. They gave us some shoes that week, and I can't remember which shoes they gave us. I no, in fact, I do know which shoes they gave us that weekend. They gave us the um I got samples. That's when Ronnie Fogg and Kith was doing the the Nike collabs, the mm-hmm. first batch. So um up tempo was the pony hair black red uh you know, up tempo yeah. was that ninety ninety six? Was that ninety seven? I think it might be it's the one with the lines on it, right? One with the lines, yeah, one with the lines. So Let's black, see. black pair, they got those as a sample um with the pony hair on it that weekend. I'm trying to remember what other shoe I brought out there. I know I brought some craziness. Like you, uh, I can't really remember, but I know me and Don C had a long conversation about tools. Cause yeah. I, was, I, I was always down with tools. And, um, I told him like, yo, the respect I got for you for like choosing the two. Um, and this is when the blue pair and the cream pair were already out, but he mm-hmm. hadn't, he hadn't released the Arctic orange pair yet. And I was like, yo, like enough people don't appreciate the tools. We were talking about like the Ben tools. I have a pair of Ben tools, like craziest leather. He talked about the leather quality on those. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, you need to drop a burgundy too. Um, the same way that they did with those. And then like a year and a half later, I think the deconstructed uh, ones came out. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 That- I mean, I think he owes you royalty now or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, man. Every time I see him, it's love. Um, and we just, I talk to him like, yo, remember this anything? I remember. And I'm like, all right, yo. And I, I did, I did many, something, you know? I made uh, it. <laughs> how, many times, how many times can you nudge to get a pair? Like, yo. <laughs> like, listen, so, you know, shoot, you know how it goes with Nike, man. Like, they yeah. got, to get to that point with certain samples or look-sees or one-of-ones and stuff like that, like, Maybe one day, you know, maybe one day. <laughs> no, nah, or you can just complain on on TikTok or whatever DJ Khaled was complaining on. And then you have Jay Balvin 
or Don C roll up to you and take him off his feet and give him to you. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I'm a 13, so I saw you a 13. Yeah, I'm, I'm a 13. Not, I'm not that lucky. Somebody <laughs> giving them off my feet, they're just going to sit in a case or go to somebody else around the crew that they fit because that's, that's not going to be much for me. Like, I may have to run into... Who's, who's a famous 13? A famous uh, 13. I think... Uh, PJ Tucker. Uh, PJ Tucker's PJ. a fit. <laughs> he's the most famous 13 basically yeah, is all the sneakers yeah, yeah me and pj actually did uh in 2020 we did a uh i was part of the sneaker rotation joint between like me him java morant mm-hmm. me him john morant um talking about like yo what what kicks are you 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 going to right now show some of your collection yeah. this at a third so i was lucky enough to do that with him but i need to find those content pieces nobody ever sent them to me Oh damn! I mean, where? Oh well, I, well, 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 offline, and maybe I can find them for yeah. you. <laughs> the, I think it was Foot Inc. I think it was when everybody was doing lives. So yeah, I think it was one of them situations. Too. The, I mean, being able to like go to these events and stuff like that—is there like one besides the Nike one that stands out where you're just like, man, I, I can't believe it. Like this is—I'm actually here. Uh, two, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, so. One thing I always like to say is like, yo, everything that I've done right now and being able to work with certain people and work outside of the sneaker space is all come from sneakers. Like at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I was just a kid that loved sneakers and it's all blossomed from that. But the two, um, you know, that stand out far more than anything else was uh, two years ago, I attended uh, the Met Gala, you know, party and afters and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, being able to be at some of the official Met Gala events as just transparently somebody that fucks with sneakers is yeah. crazy to me. Like, you know, that was crazy. But the one, uh, as it goes to like work stuff. So when the Grammys were in New York, mm-hmm. um, I attended um, the Grammys in New York and didn't just like, I'm, I'm not in music. That was crazy. And mm-hmm. uh, I was around for the Elton John honors. And the funny part is like they gave him the lifetime award and Mm -hmm. they did a special joint for him. And I was there and Elton John is two rows in front of me. Uh, Nile Rogers is sitting to the left of me. Sam Smith is a row in front of me. Anna Kendrick's like off to the left. Uh, I'm sitting around like a bunch of legends and music. And I'm just it was weird because they were like, yo, we're going to put you here because we got this one off seat right here. I'm like, all right, where is it? It was like middle of the house. Yeah, and I was like, I'm looking around, and I was like, nah, <laughs> like yo, like Nile Rodgers. If y'all don't know, like look up Nile Rodgers and mm. all the records and everything, and Daft Punk and Earth, Wind and Fire, and all these people and, and legendary, and pro- legendary, and producing for so many records, um, writing and producing for so many different records and people. Like Nile Rodgers is monster, like monster of a legend. Being being two rows behind. Um, Elton John like literally sitting there and he's looking back and all this stuff like that was completely different experience so th- that Grammy one is something I'm always going to cherish and remember man that's that's wild like to be be there like it's always something it's always weird because like you <clears throat> in an award show is like a crazy experience because I mean I've never been to one but just watching him on TV mm-hmm. and then being part of it I feel like or being in the crowd as you see yeah. see it transcribe and all that stuff. It's just yep. 
it's, it definitely feels like a once in a lifetime like moment, you know? Oh, for sure. Uh, for sure. I mean, there's that. Um, I ended up at Michael Jordan's birthday party one year. Um, <laughs> what? How'd that happen? <laughs> we, we, we crashed like straight up and down. Nobody at Jordan be mad. Y'all saw me there. Y'all know what's up. Y'all love me. We crashed is what happened. So um, his birthday in Charlotte, me and a few people, mm. I'm not going to say no names to, to get them in on, but uh, we ended up slipping in through one of the side doors when somebody was taking a break and just weaved through the back. And then you know, we was partying, partying with uh, everybody at Nike and Mike for his birthday uh, at the All-Star Weekend in Charlotte. So I've hosted All-Star Weekend. I've hosted ComplexCon. I've done this. I've done that. Had a show, all that stuff. And yeah, now I'm on the, on the, on the, the other side of crafting a lot of what you guys see going forward uh, mm-hmm. versus being the forward face. So like, you know, I, I'm enjoying that. No, yeah. I mean, you're putting out like some top your last was the the last concert you posted i mean the smino stuff was crazy i saw that yeah. and i was very excited the i mean hopefully you'll be at the run the jewels uh concerts i mean i'm probably we'll because i'll be there i'm gonna be there all That'd four days i'll be there dope. so so uh but like i definitely want to see if, hopefully you do that because i want to see what you do with that but you you your team is definitely just like the Cause like to me, I'm gonna tell you, like I, I took photography in, in college. And so mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna tell you, this is like the most downest moment. Cause I thought I was doing something <laughs> and a professor told me I wasn't. So, so, so I, I took photography and I was like, all right, you know, I'm a big music head. I'm gonna go to a bunch of concerts and I'm gonna just make a book a, a, a photography book. Cause the final was just make a, a photo book. And I just yeah. did all the concerts I went to. And I was just like, I took like all these crazy pictures, put them all black and white. I like, I toned it up so that everything is concise. And like, when you flip yeah. through it, like it looks yeah. sick. The professor pl- pl- pulled up that book. He was just like, I mean, you did all right. Here's a beat. And I was like, man, are you serious? Like, <laughs> so you know what? Like concert and show photography is such a unique art that yeah. like, yo, I personally want to, if you still got that book, if you were willing to share that book, I'd love to see that book. Um, I do. I do. But definitely uh, fuck that professor straight up and down. That's, that's my words. Uh, Don't let nobody shit on nothing in that capacity. Like, you know, especially when art can be very subjective, especially concert photography. So nah, man, kudos to you for that. Like that's something that's on my, my, my list of things that I want to do is put together a book of some of my work. And the fact that you did that, and you had a plan for it around live shows, which aren't easy to get to and get your camera in and put shots together and frame properly and capture certain moments, man. Fuck that professor. Like, no, yeah, for real. I think that the it's it's a tough it's a tough job because like I have a couple friends. I have I'm friends with a band, uh, the Oxymorons. And so like mm. when wherever their photographers are trying to get pictures, it's wild because they don't have the the press pit it's just regular okay. shows so they're fighting the crowd just to get pictures i'm like man and this stuff comes out crazy i'm like yeah I don't know how you been, do it. <laughs> been there before man like yeah certain you know certain venues don't always have a press pit you gotta either you get there early get out there early or mm-hmm. security helps you out and they can walk you through certain lines if you slip in through the back door or a side door uh, uh stage left or stage right they can help you out but if they can't you're literally like holding your camera up like, oh, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me. Uh, I'm trying to get to the front. I got to shoot. And, you know, it kind of gets a little little messed up because, like, you know, people pay to be there a certain experience. Plus, mm-hmm. I'm tall. I'm 6'6". Six, six, so, like, you know, I, it's normally the short people that are in the front front of the, yeah. at the stage. Like, I'll fuck up somebody's show experience in a heartbeat. <laughs> and I always try to keep that in mind, even when I'm in the pit. 
So yeah, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what's a uh, what's your go to sneaker for? Because like I feel like you're doing a lot of, you know, you got to move around and stuff. You got to be comfortable for that. So like, what is your oh, go to yeah. sneaker for that? Uh, if you ask me, I say the perfect shoe to shoot concerts in, Kobe's. 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 Uh, because you know I know that that whole basketball shoe and 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 pant era was wild for a lot of people but uh kobe's can still be worn properly yeah kobe's one of the few that can still be worn properly so like anything from the kobe four to the eight i think is a perfect shoe for uh shooting shows mm-hmm. you know traction durability ankle support is still fly it's low it's lightweight perfect shoe man you bringing me back with that the basketball yeah. era, <laughs> like, yeah. you remember? Yeah. Do you remember the they try to make like KD lifestyles? The yes, the I still league. have. Yeah, I have one <laughs> pair of those, not the polka dot joints. I, I, I was gonna ask. Yeah. I, I was Hell gonna ask. Never. Those are the no. worst. Those sat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> those were terrible. Um, that brown pair, which with like the straps on the side, which was, oh like, yeah, the high, yeah, that kind of gave you like a a, a like blazer feel. Yeah. Yeah, they were like I all had, leather. I, I think it was. It was uh, like all leather. No, those are suede. Those oh, are okay, suede. The leather ones that are kind of like that. There was a LeBron lifestyle that was mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I've still never wore them, but I have them. And because I'm like, oh, I could I could put this on if I wanted to go to a carpet or some type of. Yeah. It's a it's a basketball shoe, but it's a little bit stepped up that I can pull it off in another situation. Those I know are David that. Stern. Oh, I was I was gonna say I was gonna say I know those came out the same time. The corks came out, and like if you don't right. wear the corks, them right. just is folding on you right now. Yeah, yeah, I got the corks. <laughs> My corks are good. Uh, I wear those in certain situations. Like I can't front. Like David Stern had uh, folks in a blender with those 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 rules uh, mm-hmm. as far as how you had to dress and what you had to wear. Like yeah. Yeah, thank God we are where we oh, are. Oh right man, the the it felt like you were just watching people in basketball players in suits every day. You're like, come Listen, on! Oh my God! And when it wasn't sh- uh, suits, it was like short sleeve button ups, button to the top, and everybody was wearing like the cosmetic glasses at that time. Mm-hmm. So people didn't even need glasses. You had LeBron and Harden and KD and Russ. And everybody was like, yeah, I got these fake glasses on. They're not prescription. I just want to look smart and shit like. It was a crazy time. You got no lens in them, man. Get out of here. Not no that. lens. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, come on, cut it out. The it was that, and then they also had the because this was the eight oh eight and heartbreaks days. So they had the the they had the pin of the like plastic yeah. beads melted and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that yeah, was everybody's wild. rocking pin. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Like that's that's something. Hey. Like when you see somebody, if you bump it, yo, what was you doing around this time? Like, what was, what was talk, talk to me? Who, who told you this was okay? Who broke your heart? Who broke your right. heart, man? No. <laughs> no way you should be listening to 808 Heartbreak on repeat. And then to, for you to feel influenced to go out, get a get a, a gray suit with a red tie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen. And a skinny, bead. In uh, a bead and a skinny uh <laughs> Fitted suit with a skinny tie, man. It, it was mm-hmm. a, it was a wild time. Like Kanye, wild Kanye time. had Kanye had mad people in the chokehold with that. Right. Immediately jump from from that into the Roshi run craze, and then right, and then and then it was the the uh, all red everything because everybody was just like, I hated that run. one. <laughs> I hated that run. I I actually like to this day, I probably own like. 
three and max and at the max time may have been five and maybe it's down to two and I think I have two more than I actually do. All red shoes can't like just can't like no I was never never with it like were were never. you did you fall into the the super phase in uh, high school at all? No. No, no, <laughs> supers was after I was out of high school. I had oh, okay, one okay. pair. So that was like uh freshman year of college. I had one pair Maybe it's like the sky top fours or something like that, where like where they blatantly looked like the uh, Yeezy two. But uh-huh. yeah, no, not not. Me. I was not. I would nah. And I wore them like once. I was like, yeah, I'm not wearing. This. I'm not wearing this. <laughs> the. It was that. I don't know. I don't know if because he went to school in Jersey, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Creative Rex made it to Jersey. Oh, of course. Oh, they, nah, they, 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 Rex, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. That was a different era. Creative Rex had a purpose. Yeah. So you had to wear Creative Rex when when they had you dress in business casual to go to the club. Mm-hmm. So the real reason, like, you know, I said, oh, I'm trying. I said all that stuff about trying to show up as yourself. The real reason why <laughs> I won't show up in business casual anywhere is because I'm traumatized. And when they had us in suits and, and hard denim and button up shirts in the clubs back in the day, uh, looking looking insane with Bluetooth. And yeah, that's what really happened. <laughs> That's man, it. I had I had the the ill Mecca shirt for that man. Listen, I had the, nah. the Mecca butt down, man, button down. Listen, <laughs> the materials they put on those button downs should not have been button downs. Like the rock, like I blame Jay Z. <laughs> I was talking about this earlier, like mm-hmm. uh, with somebody. I was like, yo, Jay Z has been responsible for so many wild fashion trends from a guy that's not that fashionable. <laughs> and people was like, what? And I was like, yo, everybody was wearing like striped button ups and weren't tucking them mm-hmm. in the denim. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, with, the, um, with the, with the oversized fitted. So, yeah. Some cats was tucking the ears in the fitted oh, and then don't goodness. forget the hard denim. Like people was out here in hard denim <laughs> and button ups. And I'm just like, yo, that was you. Like, <laughs> like, like, yo, what do you what do you have to say about that now? Because that that was you. Like, what was going on? Like, this this you, right? That that was you with the hard denim, looking crazy. Like, the size forty twos. Crazy, yo. Like, who cut denim at that? Which was just we ain't deserve that. Oh. No, man. We, we. I mean, that, my time definitely. Like, I don't know how I made it through summers with the super baggy shorts like I used to have the shorts all the way down with and I used to do I only bought because I mean I was only able to get like one or two pairs a year so mm-hmm. I was like all right cool let me just keep it cheap so I buy black uptowns and yep. then and then with the long the long shorts and then like some fat farm and you just call it a day yeah. after that <laughs> listen I mean that was a wild era and also like I mean we talk about it now as a community Basketball shorts under the denim was oh a wild time God. too. Yeah. Like yeah. yo, yeah. being always ready. Like yo, you don't have to go hoop. Like like it, yo, you don't. Like you was ready. You was snapping out. You were pushing down denim like you were getting subbed in a game. It's crazy. Like <laughs> like yo, bro, you're not getting. You're, coach ain't calling you in. Like like what's going on? Why are you always ready on a five v five, my G? Like what the fuck is happening right now? Like cut that out. Nobody's gonna cut ask you. To, nobody's gonna ask you to hoop. In the middle of the day. <laughs> at all. At all, bro. Like, like, yo, you try to go ball right now? Like, like yo, what? Like, yo, I was, I'm actually I, coming. I was definitely in the basketball shorts with the... Of course. Everybody and, was. I, I knew cats that was coming from job interviews. Like, now nah, I'm ready. Like, you ain't got to go home? 
It's like, nah, like, yo, I just put in this application back when you had to put an application in the physical. I just put in this application. I'm ready. <laughs> I got next. Like, nigga, chill. Like, yo. Looking like Jet Jackson on the... Right. Like, you know, like, yo, wait for them to call you back. You make it the job, chief. What are you doing? Like, that's nice, bro. Man, it, that was definitely a wild time. I For me, definitely. it was like, I don't, I don't know why it made sense to me, but it was never to ball. It was right. in case somebody stole my pants. But no one ever stole my pants. So, so, so I have no reason. The question about that is like, what trauma happened around <laughs> you? Like, who did you see get their pants stolen? Like, damn, they stole Jamal pants, bro. <laughs> like, you know, you got that, yo, what? They stole his, they stole his, they stole, oh. they stole everything. They stole his pants. They stole his pants? <laughs> the pants? He had, I mean, some, I, I, he had some garba. He had some garba garba jeans. Well, I forgot to say it. Garbo, garba. Uh, the Jabo joints. Jabo, Jabo. Yeah, yeah, Jabo <laughs> with the straps on them. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I didn't see cats denim get stolen and then swapped with like trash, like Parasuco. Like yo, I'm taking these and leaving you with these. Like that's what <laughs> you're gonna have now. So like it, it was different times. Like I know I feel for kids now in certain capacities, but. What we had to grow up in was completely different. Like, nah, the kids now is crazy. They were just going to school yeah. in essentials, and they'd be like, "Yeah, we good, we good." The whole, yeah, the whole then, class. <laughs> back then, like you couldn't even if something was like from the previous season, you couldn't have that. Like, yo, you had on last year's Echo or Boo mm-hmm. when that was shaking, or Rockaware or Sean John or Polo or yo, his Polo is uspa polo and that mm-hmm. ain't ralph now man you know so it's it's oh my god <laughs> or or somebody pulls up with the carl canaz and you're like nah oh, man you gotta go nah, that, listen that's 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 <laughs> your older cousin age you couldn't be out here in the carl canaz but you, you're doing it wrong bro i mean i remember a few cats was on um like even going back to that polo era was wild too mm-hmm. kanye had folks in a blender yeah. with that and with the double up, like, the double polo he had kanye had people insane. in the double polo things that made no sense and all you could do and this is what was wild too you could only rock polo ralph Lauren polo mm-hmm. or la tigra yeah la tigra was acceptable but the crazy part about both of those izod out of all those and like thank god they had the izod center after a while the people's like yo izod got money mm-hmm. um izod had colors yeah I, yeah so like if you know Ralph and you know the T, they're, they're not going to put out certain colors. They're going to stick to certain traditional colors. Mm-hmm. Izod was dropping like, yo, we're going to give y'all peach and lavender and mm-hmm. all these summer spring tones. So I know a few cats that was walking around in the Izod polos with the layers on covering up the uh, the logo. <laughs> like, nah, 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 chill, chill, chill. Don't do me like that. Like, nah, you can't see what this says. Don't do that. Was, I mean, I mean, the flex would have been you put the eyes out under the if you're doing the double polo is what I'm saying. Listen, the double polo you do, you do the polo, you do the polo polo on top, you do that Ralph on top, then you do the eyes out under. That is that keep, is a layer. I mean, go and keep it moving after that. Nobody's gonna you, stop you. You got a point, but like that double <laughs> collar because you know you still had an undershirt, you still had a T on and an undershirt under that. So mm-hmm. like you had four shirts on, and it was like May. Like yo, bro, like. <laughs> 
You're on 34th Street. You're like, I'm going right, to Jimmy like, Jazz real quick. <laughs> like, no, you're not. If you make it, <laughs> you make it off the train, dog. It's supposed to be 90 out. Like, nah, man, that's when they had the Sears commercial. Like, it's going to be another scorcher. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you're you, you going to pass out on the steps, God. Like, that's not happening. Like, come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean, you mentioned it. Uh, I definitely want to hear this LeBron story. What, what was the what was the, the LeBrons? So my sophomore year, the LeBron three came out, mm-hmm. and um, I mentioned this story recently to somebody, and it was like, "Yo, that that's insane." Um, so everybody remembers East Bay catalogs, RIP East Bay. Um, if you played, you know, you played any sports, you know what time it was with them. Um, so there was a funny time in sneakers, like pre 2015 maybe um because even like how nike is now you used to be able to call mm-hmm. um nike over the phone place orders and they would actually route you to local stores that had the order and do a fulfillment from the store mm-hmm. wherever you were in the country so you used to be able to call up nike when nike.com was out of stock and they would place you on the phone with a store Oh, we're going to put you in Oregon, Missouri, this and the third. They're going to place the order and fulfill it from there, uh, which is wild. eBay, same thing. Place your phone order. So my story with that was uh, this is back when uh, they still drop shoes by region. So, you mm-hmm. know, there's certain exclusive releases now that you see will be Europe only or this and the third only. But we used to have a domestic here where, um, you know, if everybody remembers, I want to say the Jordan 20, the 20. One with the strap, the ankle strap. Yeah. They dropped um, oh, East region, a West region, like mm-hmm. a North and a South, like the red one, the blue one, the yellow one, and I can't remember the other color. Um, uh, ginger. Was it ginger? Yeah. Yeah, the ginger's the yellow one. There's the red one. There's the mm-hmm. sky blue one. And what's the, was there a fourth color? I think maybe it was a, was it bread? Right. I know. Yeah, bread now, yeah, because the bread ones are still clean. And then the laser joints was all right, too. Yeah. That's a slept on shoe. It's strictly See. for the summer, but that's a slept on shoe. East is chutney. Uh, west is coastal blue. Yep. Uh, red would be probably up top, right? I think Midwest. Oh, Midwest. And then South. Oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe all all either the maybe the white 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 with. Red and black. Okay. White, red. Okay. That makes sense. But um, same thing with the, with the LeBron threes that year. So he was on the Cavs. The East edition was um, the black and crimson pair. Mm-hmm. The West edition was the white and gold pair. So I called up East Bay and I had to call a couple of times. And I was like, yo, hey, I'm looking for this shoe, but I can't seem to find it to get it here. Uh, and I was playing stupid. I was playing naive. And I was still in high school when this happened, of course. Like, I was a sophomore. And um, I got somebody on the phone. She was so sweet. And she was like, yo. I was like, it was around my birthday, so it was accurate. I was like, yo, this is a birthday present. I'm dying to get these shoes. I do whatever I got to do to get these shoes. Mm-hmm. She's like, hold on for a second. Calls back. She's like, yo, I got somebody in a store in California um, or in a warehouse in California that'll write a label for it to go to your address in Jersey. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get the shoes. You just got to pay for the shipping and pay the little extra for shipping and pay their tax. I was like, say less. So I ended up having, 
I was the only person on the East Coast that I knew that had the white and gold pair, which is the West Coast pair, and yeah. I had the black and red crimson pair. So, like that was that that was a moment. That was like one of my flexes back then. Like, yeah. that's wild. Like, what is like? How do you how do you go to school and be like, y'all know what these is, or like, what is, yo, like, yo, they knew. But they was like, yo, where you get those? Like, yo, I was like, bro, can't tell you. I I gatekeep the, the shit out of that for like the majority of that school year. And somebody was like, yo, what happened? After they warned in the catalogs, and I was like, yo, so what I did was call up. It was like, oh, that was mad smart. I should have did that. And I was like, oh, well, you can't now because uh, they ain't around no more. Yeah, right? they're gone. <laughs> they're gone. I'm sorry. It's not even though. It's funny you mentioned that about that because, like, I was I was thinking about just sneaker culture in the whole and, like, mm. you know, I think now a lot of these content creators are talking about how people are gatekeeping stuff. And, yeah. but I, 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 I mean, like, the like sneaker culture started from gatekeeping. Like people are not oh. understanding this. Like I remember like finding a pair and being like, Oh, where'd you get those? I'll be like, listen, man, I got lucky one time. Like I just walked in and you know, you just like, and then that was it after that. You just, that's it. That's a fact. I mean, it's the way the old, the way the old New York used to be about little shops and spots that were authentic, mm-hmm. that were often the cut. It's like, Oh, yo, if you go down this block and then like go down a little further before you get here, you're going to see a sneaker store. But sometimes they ain't always open. It don't look like a sneaker store. But, you know, it's really a sneaker store. And it's like, what? You know, and, <laughs> you know, but if you go back to the days like, you know, yeah, I mean, when uh, Nike talking to forums was heavy, mm-hmm. you had to know people in certain places. I mean, I've heard Clark Kent talk about stories um, and people talk about stories like, yo, when I wanted certain shoes. We used to drive down to D.C. or go to right. Boston, go here, and people we would come back up here, and people would be like, yo, where the fuck did you get them from mm-hmm. for certain stuff that wasn't released in certain places? And we'd be like, nah, yo, I can't put you up on that. So it's been a thing for a time, man. Like, you can be real about it. Like, I, I'm all for the inclusive culture now. Right, yeah. But, like, sophomore, nah, beat it. Nah, not <laughs> nobody. Because right now, I'm, even, I'm, I'm a similar way where I don't like seeing people in the stuff that I'm in. So like, uh, it's something about it because people be wearing stuff wrong, and I hate that. I, I, no, I yeah, I mean, no, I get that. I, yeah. It's a culture, and I think people forget yeah. that, right? I think oh, that yeah. now it's so easily accessible because before, even if even like online, it was like hours of digging. You would spend hours yeah. digging for something that you were looking for, and yep. and now it's so. Oh, I could just go on go. I wanted a, I want a pair of right. you know like some old DQM uh, Air Maxes from but before yeah. like yeah. before before that like it was on the forums you had to look if not you yep. you would have you would hear stories like I heard the story of like you had to go to like DQM during the Wednesday and sometimes Dave would put out a pair like you know like stuff like that yeah oh, and yeah. now we don't get none of that we don't get none of nah. that. I mean the last moment I had was um probably 14, uh, maybe 2014, mm-hmm. where I got in a relationship with somebody uh, that worked at one of the stores. They had one of the stores in LA was only physical location, but they had their warehouse. Mm-hmm. And we would talk about certain things. And he would tell me, because this happened, this used to happen. Um, you know, after a while, inventory got caught up. So like people would like, Oh, we forgot we had a pair of these. So I would have this dude periodically check, like, yo, what 13s, 12 and a half, 14s do you have that like are shoes that shouldn't be there? Mm-hmm. I copped a crazy amount of shoes. It's like, yo, I remember like, cause they just dropped now. So the last time they dropped, if I'm not mistaken, was 2012. And one of my locals 
mm-hmm. in 2016, I want to say. I walk in there one day, check on something. He was like, yo, I was waiting for you to come in. I got something for you. I was like, what is it? He pulls out a Jordan box. He's like, yo, look at the price. I think it was 145. Mm-hmm. In 2016, no retros were going for 145. That was the 2012 price or some yeah. shit like that. It was maybe 150. It was a pair of Cardinal Sevens. Damn. Okay. In 2016, mm-hmm. on, he was like, yo, somehow they got they were under a bunch of boxes. They got put in a box. Like, I got a dead stock pair. I was like, how much are they? He was like, nah, I got to sell them to you for that sticker price. I was like, wait, you got to sell them to me for 150 Okay. I said, nah, I'll take them. Like, so, <laughs> I, like, in my, those, I picked up the retros when they re-came out again, mm-hmm. but those are still super clean, warm enough that they're not going to give nothing like that. But, like, Cardinal 7, one of my favorite sevens. So, like, one of my favorite Jordans, to be honest. Um, it sucks that they, they didn't get that that love this time around, though, you know? I am A-OK with that. Y'all ain't got to <laughs> like them. I will have them and rock them and... Y'all ain't gotta fuck with them. Like I don't, I don't see people going crazy about sevens now, even though they're one of the most comfortable Jordans in my my opinion. That Hirachi liner is just different on those. I agree, but my favorite is the Bordeaux. But I feel like everybody has a pair. Uh, but it's just like so. I don't know. Like the, the you remember the time in Nike Town where it was like. If you jump in on a raffle or whatever, you'd have to make the line and such. Like you, you'd get chosen yeah. on Twitter. Yep. So there was one time. I won the Raptor sevens back in 2013 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, nah, I don't want them. But like that haunts me because now I do want them. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, Damn. but I did get the Bordeaux sevens when they dropped. I still have yeah. them. And yeah. it's, it's just like that colorway for me. It's so unique. It's like that smoke gray with the purple yep. with it. And you're just like, I'm just like, man, this shoe is freaking classic. But yeah, like you said, it's super comfy. I, I've never had a problem oh, yeah. with it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's slept on. I definitely think it's a slept on model. Yeah. I mean, for me, favorite colorway of the seven is uh, the pearl ceramic uh, sevens. So uh, I'm going to have to look that one up. because Yep. Those came out around the same time as the Orion's. But the pearl ceramic sevens, the the what's the Pacific sevens, pearl ceramic sevens, whichever one you want to call it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are like the, uh, like I just call them the Knicks colorway. They look very mixy. I get what you mean. I'm never gonna do that. You know, I'm never gonna do that. So it's, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, nah. Yeah. So like you can rock this. You can rock. I mean, you can rock. All right. You let's go Los Angeles, like Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, not the the blue, the blue Minneapolis Lakers. Color. Definitely, definitely, like definitely, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now those, those were definitely nah, like dope. those. Yeah, like and then and the cream color on those because those was a lot of cream shoes weren't coming out then. So like those are, that's my favorite seven hands down. And it's probably never gonna get retro. Never say never. Play. Never say never. They I mean, got seventeens coming out next week. Next they got seventeens coming out. I never thought lightnings were gonna come out. I never thought thunders were gonna come back. I didn't think the. The LS fives were going to come back with the burgundy, and I think they're bringing back mm-hmm. the olives, original olives, which are two of my favorite fives of all time. Like mm-hmm. so, like you know, those those are a lot of shoes that are just like, yo, that was from an era. That's that that oh five to oh eight oh nine run. That was just a little. It was different times. It was definitely the times of I didn't have money for any of it. So <laughs> <laughs> I, hate oh, I hate that, man. I hate that. Facts. Like the when now because now I do have money, but now I just right. want like it's like it's tugging on the 
Yo, remember when these like I because I was one yeah. of those kids that used to just walk into Foot Locker every day. They knew me. I just yeah. never bought anything. Like <laughs> that's right. Listen, I remember. I mean, because even so, then you'll probably remember. I remember when ones and dunks were sick. Yeah, like you know, time. yeah, before, yeah. Come on, like you know, everybody. If you was really around sneakers, you remember when that push came back. But mm-hmm. I, everybody's like, "Nah, ones have always been a great." Oh, you didn't feel that way. You didn't feel that way, and I could tell you when you didn't feel that way. Yeah, you know exactly, where, exactly. You know, like, it's it's tough. I I I I don't. I mean, listen. I the way sneakers are are now, like it's so far far away from the stories that have made us want them. You know, right. or the or the stories that we want to create in them, and so yep. you know that's why I created this podcast. We gotta bring the stories back. Uh, there you go. But as as we listen, I'm segue kinging right now. But as we as we dwindle down to the end of the podcast, I do ask another question. Uh, okay. But this one, I want you to think about that time when you're about to get your your seventeens, right? You're you're about to open, you're about to unlatch the the suitcase, right? Mm-hmm. Now transport yourself you're you behind yourself what would you tell yourself as you open up that case <sighs> cherish these um cherish these in each and every pair um those shoes funny enough actually like kind of made me change how i walked initially not that i'm out here walking like a duck <laughs> even so i'll naturally walk like you know heel to toe heel to toe first like and still have a regular smooth stride mm-hmm. um like, yo, just cherish those. That's an expensive shoe. That's an investment. You put a lot of money into those. Care about those shoes, bro. Like, you know, like, don't. I ended up, and not even intentionally, I ended up forcibly having to hoop in them. Mm. And, yeah, like, uh, AAU practice. Um, I left my shoes at, at the hotel or uh, when we were at Nationals. And we were Adidas team, so my coach was already pissed. Ooh. He was like, nah. Go play in your two hundred dollars shoes. That's like <laughs> basketball shoes, ain't they? Ended up, ended up. He worked us so hard in those. I ended up messing up the soles on those. Oh man, which is crazy. Like through through a week of practice, I messed up the soles on those, which is crazy. Now that I think about it, and then I ended up leaving them, um, by accident, like in in our, the van we rented while we were down there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was the story of my black seventeen. But like, definitely man. cherish those shoes and. Yeah, don't forget your other shoes. Don't. don't <laughs> what was the numbers shoes. you put up? What's the numbers you put up in them shoes, though? That was a bad day. I was yeah. pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. I was trying not to. I was trying not to fuck up my shoes. Like that wasn't the day. And we he had us doing a lot of line drills, so a lot uh-huh. of nines and seventeens. I was doing seventeens and seventeen, uh, which is crazy. And if you hooped and had a coach that was in conditioning, you know about seventeens. You know what I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. terrible times. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yo, thank you so much, Ricky, for jumping on the podcast. And for everybody out there, you know what we say every week. Wear your kicks. Peace. <laughs>